0: In Part 1 of Jacob an End-Time Servant, posted May 23, I wrote a relatively short, high-level summary of Jacob's prophetic persona in the last days time period. The theme of his last days story is a familiar one, as previously discussed on this site, and one that is a picture for what will happen, or is soon to come, for others in the house of Israel. Note, thus, keep in mind that Jacob's story herein is also a picture for God's last days vineyard and remnant of the house of Israel as a whole. Last days Jacob is oppressed, taken captive and persecuted by the Antichrist Chaldean army, mob. He is somewhat of an informal leader of a righteous band of God's remnant that is battling the Chaldeans, including a holy Judah tribe remnant, many or all of whom appear to reside in current-day Babylon U.S. Jacob and his remnant will ultimately receive deliverance directly from God. This likely coincides with the time that they are told to flee Babylon. Jacob is subsequently established as a patriarch in God's millennial kingdom at the time of his people's regathering. So, last days Jacob in Scripture is a royal remnant of the original patriarch, Jacob. Through last days Jacob, God's house of Israel's remnant vine will be delivered, restored and set up in the land promised to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in ancient days. While only a remnant will survive and return, Jacob's inheritance and seed as twelve tribes will once again grow to be as the dust of the earth in the kingdom to come, as was also originally promised by God. In this passage, I will provide more in-depth detail about last day's Jacob, according to Scripture. I will do so within the following sections entitled. God's Chosen Servant. God's Battle Warrior. A Leader and Patriarch in God's Kingdom. Victory for Jacob and Glory for God. Each of these sections and content about last day's Jacob is given below. God's Chosen Servant in the End Times. God addresses last day's Jacob, Israel, directly and personally in prophetic scripture many times is my servant. God also calls him, my called and my elect. Just a couple of examples in scripture are as follows. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him. Is 42 to 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Is 43 to 1. Note in the latter verse above, God says, Fear not. God is alluding to Jacob's battle with the Antichrist Chaldeans. In Scripture, God tells Jacob not to fear several times, and directly promises, I will help thee more than once. God himself provides divine, sovereign protection to Jacob, this is summarized in the following Scriptures. Yet now hear, O Jacob my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen, thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb which will help thee, Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. And thou, Jasarun, whom I have chosen. Is 44-1-2. To to Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant, I have formed thee, thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. Is forty-four twenty-one. 21 And times Jacob and his remnant people will not be forgotten by God because of God's eternal covenant promises to their forefathers. God's battle warrior. And times Jacob is God's battle warrior versus the Antichrist Chaldeans. Warrior in this sense does not imply a warrior in terms of conventional warfare, but rather in the sense of spiritual warfare and righteousness that is required to sustain, endure and to ultimately reveal light and truth in the midst of the mysterious sea of Antichrist Chaldean iniquity and lawlessness that is present in our last days society. A David versus Goliath type battle Perhaps the best prophetic illustration of Jacob's last days David and Goliath type battle versus the Chaldeans is given through the prophet Amos, who receives end times visions from God. Amos is frightened by a couple of very troubling visions that represent the widespread destruction done by the end-times Chaldeans. The first vision includes locusts, representing the Chaldeans, stripping the land of its crops i.e. God's people. The second vision is that of a judgment by fire, which consumed the deep, and devoured the land. Both visions, in general, represent the Antichrist Chaldeans carrying out God's judgment on his disobedient people. A disturbed, Frightened Amos intercedes for God's people and asks for God's forgiveness on their behalf. Here, Amos is also especially concerned about whether God will even leave a remnant. Similar to the prophet Ezekiel's observation and question asked more than once of God about his coming judgment, will you completely destroy the remnant of Israel? Amos asks specifically about n times Jacob twice, saying, By whom shall Jacob arise? For he is small. M72,5. Amos foresaw that last days Jacob would not stand a chance by himself. Jacob is very small versus the enormous, powerful Chaldeans. God responded to Amos that he would not destroy Jacob. One interesting observation in Amos' first vision of the locusts is that he says these destroying locusts are found at the beginning of the second crop, or latter growth, this crop is quite possibly representative of the fig tree generation, addressed by Jesus, which will certainly not pass away before all last days events take place, Mark 13:28. Matt 24:32. There are strong indications that the last days generation of Jacob is the same as this fig tree generation. Turning the other cheek. Jacob is held captive, oppressed and is persecuted in the last days. He likely endures the brunt of the full gamut of Chaldean tactics. I have mentioned previously in passages that Chaldeans sharpen their tongues like snakes, Ps 140-3, and seek to destroy people by accusation and slander. Lies they use also serve to justify their crimes against others and to motivate their troops. As a result of these tactics against Jacob, Scripture says he is, despised, abhorred by the nations, rejected, and a man of sorrows. He says in Isaiah. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair, I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Is 50-6. Jacob endures these mob attacks by turning the other cheek, as he says in Isaiah, which we know is an instruction also originally given by Jesus. Chaldean smiting and harassing is only the beginning of their many attacks and assaults. The full gamut of their criminal tactics destroys a targeted person over time. The desolation of Jacob described below is a result of the cumulative effects over time of Antichrist Chaldean captivity and persecution. For they have devoured Jacob, and laid waste his dwelling place. P 79-7. For they have eaten up Jacob, and devoured him, and consumed him, and have made his habitation desolate. Jer 1025. As I mentioned earlier, end times Jacob can be considered to be a picture of what happens to much of the remnant of the house of Israel. So, this kind of desolation will likely happen to others who are God's people and Jesus Christ believers in the last days. Jacob dash an intercessor. While end times Jacob is an heir to a millennial kingdom inheritance, and God's promise, he must earn his way. His persecution is not only God's punishment for his own transgressions, but it appears that Jacob takes on persecution for the sins of his people slash nation of Israel overall. God asks, is Israel a servant? Is he a homeborn slave? Why is he spoiled? Jer 2-4, referring to Jacob's captivity at the hands of the Chaldeans. Jacob's intercession for his people's transgressions is apparent in the following scriptures. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. Is 53-8. For the transgression of Jacob is all this, and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? Mike 1-5. Who gave Jacob for a spoil, and Israel to the robbers? Did not the Lord, He against whom we have sinned? For they would not walk in His ways, Neither were they obedient unto his law. Is 42:24. Jacob is no doubt familiar with and led by the example set by his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who took on persecution and suffering for the sins of his people. Last days Jacob himself becomes an oppressed, persecuted slave of the Chaldeans as a result of his people serving other gods and their related transgressions. Recall that many of Jacob's people in the house of Israel are even a part of the very Chaldean army that persecutes him. God finally hands most of them over to these false gods. As I have noted in previous passages, the original Babylon scenario repeats in the last days. Jacob given strength. I mentioned at the outset of this section how Jacob must possess spiritual strength, an ability to remain righteous, and an endurance to withstand repeated attacks by the Antichrist Chaldean mob. God Himself gives Jacob strength to remain in the battle. You may recall Balaam's ancient visions, applicable to the last days, that he relayed to Balak instead of cursing Israel as he was asked to do. In Balaam's visions, Num Chs. 23, 24, he foresaw Jacob in the end times as being blessed with God's favor, and as having the strength of a unicorn, lifting himself up as a young lion to his prey, piercing his enemies with his arrows. God gives Jacob strength and weapons to use in his unconventional, end times, David versus Goliath type battle versus the Antichrist Chaldeans in the last days a foreshadow of victory. The prophet Micah addresses the last day's time period, referring to, the day God visits, and speaking from the perspective of a future end-times figure, likely Jacob, he says. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, when I fall, I shall arise, when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord, because I have sinned against Him, until He plead my cause, and execute judgment for me, He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold His righteousness. Mike 7-8-9. Jacob's own cause is one of righteousness, which I discuss in more detail in a section below. Not only is this scripture above a warning to Jacob's enemies, but Balaam's oft-repeated vision, of Israel's blessing, is another warning to these enemies. Balaam observed about Jacob and Israel, Blessed is he that blesseth thee, cursed is he that curseth thee, Num 24-9. A leader and patriarch. In addition to providing a victory to Jacob and his remnant, against the Antichrist Chaldeans, as discussed in the next section, God works through end times Jacob to accomplish many other powerful feats that all of the world will see, and will be blessed by. These feats that earn Jacob power and position in God's coming kingdom include freeing captives, providing truth, and regathering God's people. Most importantly, he will proclaim to be a witness to Jesus Christ as the one and only God. Jacob frees the captives. First, the servant Jacob is used by God to perform duties very similar to those Jesus declared during His early ministry when He read the following from the book of Isaiah in His hometown synagogue. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Luke four eighteen. Jacob is an end-time servant of Jesus who accomplishes a similar feat for people of the world according to Scripture. You can see the striking similarities in that the Lord has called Jacob to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house, is 42-8. While some actual, literal prisoners will likely be freed due to justice that is administered, the primary mode of deliverance will be bringing masses of people out of modern-day oppression and captivity at the hands of the worldwide Antichrist Chaldeans. This will take place once Chaldean police state-type methods are exposed and the truth is known. Jacob dash a vessel for truth and light. Truth and light will be shown by God through Jacob and his last day's army to the world, first to the Gentiles. This is the light spoken of that causes the eyes of many blind to be open, and that causes the fullness of the Gentiles to come in. The Apostle Paul speaks about this as a mystery, Rom 11:25, which takes place while much of the house of Israel, God's people, remain blinded. What is this hidden truth and light that is shown? Scripture describes clearly that this is an understanding given to the world about the mystery of iniquity, which is revealed in these last days. Many who unknowingly participated in assisting ruthless Chaldean world rulers will be ashamed, and others will have darkness made light before them, or their crooked, paths, made straight. This light and truth will enable people to better understand their own personal circumstances and life events, including possible violations of their fundamental rights. This is simply referring to the exposure and revealing of the Antichrist Chaldean secret mob, its powerful people, and its network and criminal system. God glorified through Jacob Through Jacob and his last day's army, many Gentiles across the earth will get their own personal truth and justice in their lives. God says to Jacob, I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth, is 49-6. Most importantly, God will be glorified. Gentiles will finally understand Jesus Christ as the one and only true God who can save them from a previously unseen monstrous enemy. Jesus will receive praise and glory from the ends of the earth, and all praise among the nations. Scripture says: Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles, and set up my standard to the people. Is 49:22. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Is 52.10. Of course, when deliverance and justice happens for Jacob and his remnant, then God's people, including the larger remnant of the house of Israel will take notice. Jacob and his cause in leading this effort for his people against their Chaldean enemy will point God's people to Jesus Christ as their Savior. Prophetic scripture and prayer for this last day's event occurs in several places, with the same request, "Oh, that the salvation of Israel were to come out of Zion. Rom 11:25, 25, Ps 14-7, Ps 53-26 God's people gathered under Jacob. The final gathering of God's remnant vineyard of Israel will be established for the millennial kingdom under Jesus' reign. God says His servant Jacob will return, be in rest and at ease, and at this time will see his inheritance. In the millennial kingdom they will become as the sand of the sea. In Balaam's first vision that he relayed to Balak, when he saw future Israel being blessed, he asked, Who can count the dust of Jacob? Num 23 10. God asks of Jacob directly. It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the preserved of Israel. IS 49-6. The following scriptures describe this final gathering in more detail under Jacob's leadership. The remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return, the consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. IS 1021 21 22 And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. one shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself by the name of Israel. IS 44-4-5. But fear not thou, O my servant Jacob, and be not dismayed, O Israel, for, behold, I will save thee from afar off, and thy seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, and be in rest and at ease, and none shall make him afraid. Jer 46:27 as a result of God's incredible grace, Jacob will be rewarded. Scripture indicates God's covenant promise for restoration will be fulfilled for Jacob and his people in the Holy Land. Jacob remains God's chosen leader in the Millennial Kingdom. The following scriptures describe Jacob's inheritance, belonging to God and representing God's glory. Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. IS 49-8. But when he seeth his children, the work of mine hands, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and shall fear the God of Israel. IS 29:23. Victory for Jacob and glory for God. While God shows Himself to be sovereign and all-powerful by re-establishing Jacob and his people in their land for the millennial kingdom, he shows himself to be just by giving Jacob victory in righteousness versus the evil Antichrist Chaldeans. Recall that the Antichrist Chaldeans fight with a multitude of weapons, many of which are non-conventional since they target single individuals for the most part. The non-sanctioned use of many of these military-grade intelligence weapons is illegal to begin with. As I have mentioned, Chaldeans then motivate their massive army against individuals by baseless slander, accusations and lies. Since they are by nature, Antichrist, many of these slanderous and symbolism blaspheme God, Jesus Christ Himself. This is the reason that God gives victory to His people through Jacob, so that His own name will be glorified, for His sake. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it, for how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called, I am He, I am the first, I also am the last. IS forty-eight, eleven to 12 REDEMPTION A large part of the victory for Jacob and his army in the last days is redemption for the sake of justice and righteousness. Through all of his personal travails against his attackers, Jacob will be proven as righteous and the Antichrist Chaldeans as criminals and liars. This will be an answer to many ancient prophetic prayers anticipating this battle. As we have seen in prior passages, King David and other psalmists interceded for last days Jacob or the Davidic prince in their prophetic prayers, anticipating this end times battle against the Antichrist Chaldean adversary. They understood, even in their time, that this last day's battle would represent Jacob's and his remnant's righteousness versus their evil enemy. They prayed. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on Thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Peace. 25-21-22 The king's strength also loveth judgment, thou dost establish equity, thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Peace. 99-4 Just as ancient prophets foresaw, Last days Jacob is despised and abhorred by the nations. Jacob has undertaken a battle in faith and has turned his back to the smiters, is fifty to six. He possesses faith and a belief that the Lord will redeem him, and further that, I will not be confounded, disgraced. In the midst of his battle, God has reassuring words for his chosen servant Fear thou not, for I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Is 41 10. I the Lord have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. Is 42 6. Those living in these last days will see how God answers Jacob's faith and prayers, and delivers victory for him. The victory that God gives Jacob in the last days will be astonishing. It will be a victory that only God himself can deliver. We are told several places in Scripture that, as a result of Jacob's righteous cause and truth that is delivered, kings shall arise. Princes shall also worship, is 49-7. This will be the case because the Antichrist called in mystery of iniquity will finally be exposed and defeated, and a light of justice will be turned on for the world. God says about his servant Jacob. He shall not fail nor be discouraged, till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. Is 42-4. I have not spoken in secret, in a dark place of the earth, I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain, I the Lord speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. IS 45:19. Jacob Saved. Scripture is clear in several places that God delivers last days Jacob from his enemy out of the land afar of off, i.e. Babylon far off from the land of Israel, of his captivity. Thus, his final delivery is an exodus back to the Holy Land, along with his remnant people. In effect, God saves Jacob from the enemy that otherwise decimates his vineyard of people. Last days Jacob is saved from the Chaldean enemy that is much stronger than he, only through the power of his faith in Jesus Christ. Scriptures below demonstrate God's saving grace. But fear not thou, O my servant Jacob, and be not dismayed, O Israel, for, behold, I will save thee from afar off, and thy seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, and be in rest and at ease, and none shall make him afraid. Jer 46 27. For thus saith the Lord. Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations, publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Jer 31 7. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob, and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Jer 31:11. As we are told in Scripture, Jesus Christ saves. He saves souls most importantly, but he also saves believers in their physical state of existence from physical destruction, physical harm, all types of calamities and even from his wrath that is still to come. Weapons for defeating the Antichrist Chaldeans The culmination of last day's Jacob's battle is the final defeat of his adversary. While God ultimately saves Jacob, as discussed above, He gives Jacob, and his remnant, the ability to fight back against his adversary. In fact, by God's grace and provision, He blesses Jacob with unusual, fierce strength. This is a fulfillment of Scripture where God promises that Jacob and his remnant will mount up with wings like eagles, is forty twenty nine. Other scriptures demonstrate the power for battle that God provides for Jacob. Behold, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth, thou shalt thresh the mountains, and beat them small, and shalt make the hills as chaff. IS 41-15. By this therefore shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged, and this is all the fruit to take away his sin, when he maketh all the stones of the altar as chalkstones that are beaten in sunder, the groves and images shall not stand up. IS 27-9. And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles in the midst of many people as a lion among the beasts of the forest, as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if he go through, both treateth down, and teareth in pieces, and none can deliver. Mike 5-8. Additional insight from Balaam's prophetic visions that I've been referring to in this passage also foretells last days Jacob's unusual strength. Balaam sees Jacob as having the strength of a unicorn and as, eating up the nations as his enemies, breaking their bones and piercing them through with his arrows, and destroying him that remaineth in the city, likely referring to a significant Chaldean foe. Chaldean hidden iniquity exposed. I have previously described that the defeat of the Antichrist Chaldeans is the shedding of light and truth on what they do in secret. So, Jacob's strength described above is not readily visible in an otherwise quiet, secretive worldwide war, which at its root is spiritual in nature. The surprise final outcome will be enormous, however, The Chaldeans' power is gained through using a secret system of targeting along with false accusations and sharp tongues as the basis and faulty reasoning for destroying one's character and motivating their vast army to deploy to persecute and destroy others. This happens via their continuous, well-disguised perfect crimes, along with psychological operations, death by a thousand cuts, and even physical harm along the way. So, the key element of God's saving grace and provision of victory for Jacob is his power to reveal and uncover the Chaldeans' evil nature for all to see. Scripture says that Jacob will be able to ask, Who will contend with me? Who is mine adversary? IS 50-8. to 8. In essence, the Chaldeans will fall into their own pit that they have dug. King David prayed for this against his Chaldean enemy of his day. Scriptures support how this enemy is defeated. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency. And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Do 33:29. 29 Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. Is 5011. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded, they shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Is 41:11. Jacob's final victory for the whole world to see is only by the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who returns and once and for all shatters the Antichrist's world system. We know that Jesus is the cornerstone, about whom Scripture says, and whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind into powder. Matt 21:44. TILDA. In summary, as a result of Jacob's last days battle and victory on behalf of God, God's word to his original Jacob after he struggled with God's angel will be fulfilled again for the heavenly kingdom. Thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Gen 32:28. It may be that, once again, last days Jacob is the one for whom a new name is given by God, is 62-2, Rev 3:12. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair. LL.